When the first also came, they thought that they should receive more. And they also received every man a penny. And receiving it, they murmured against the master of the house. Words from today's gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, how important it is. How important it is to have a sense of humor. We say a person has a sense of humor if he can see God through things. If he can see through things, he can have a sense of humor. Now, the saints always had a sense of humor because they could see the hand of God in everything, even in the most difficult trials, heaviest crosses. They saw the hand of God. And seeing God's presence in the most difficult trials makes the heart light and brings joy. Joy for man is doing the will of God. That's true joy. And when you see that you're doing God's will and you're cooperating with Him, you will be joyful. When St. Gerard Magella was apprenticed as a tailor, the boss greatly disliked him and used any excuse to beat him. Gerard always smiled when receiving these beatings and made the boss even more angry. It's like, I can't get this guy. Can't break him. Asked by his companions how he could be so joyful in such a situation, the saint said, he rejoiced to see the hand of God acting through his superior. Amazing. No complaining here. No complaining here. When St. Norbert was exercising a demon from a girl, she grabbed his stole in order to choke him. When those present wanted to restrain her, he said, no, let her. If she has received the power from God, let her do what she can. When she heard this, or when... When she heard this, she released him on her own. St. Catherine of Siena, after a long struggle to free a possessed girl from Satan's grasp, the demon said, if I come out of here, I will enter into you. Immediately the virgin replied, if the Lord wills it so, and I know that without his permission, you can do nothing. God forbid that I should prevent you or in any way alienate myself from His will, or set myself up against God, go ahead. If it's His will, here I am. How important it is to have a sense of humor. The man in the Gospel lost his sense of humor. He could not see the hand of God working in his life, and he fell into murmuring and complaining. He was troubled within himself, and he troubled those around him too. They all started to murmur. No wonder St. Aloysius Gonzaga said, the devil likes to fish in troubled waters. The devil likes to fish in troubled waters. St. Teresa of Jesus, she had this inspiration that the soul was like a castle, an interior castle. And then she spoke of the various faculties and powers of the soul as being people inside the castle. So, for example, in the soul, we have the intellect, the memory, the will, the imagination. These are like people 
according to St. Teresa. Now, if we're able to have, if we're going to have a godly sense of humor, allowing us to see God working in the world, in our lives, then the person of the intellect, he needs to have on some glasses. He needs to have on some glasses. Now, these glasses are very special, and they represent virtue, because without them, you can't see right and you make all kinds of dumb mistakes. You're blind. Furthermore, these glasses are bifocals. Bifocals. Looking through the upper lens, the person can see what is invisible. This is the faith. This is the gift of faith, the virtue of faith that enables man to believe in God and all that he has revealed to us. This lens enables us to see unto the end, to see heaven as a real place a place where God wants us to live with him forever. The lower lenses, that's the virtue of prudence, which enables us to make practical judgments about ordering things to our ultimate destiny of heaven. Prudence, St. Thomas Aquinas says, is right reason about things to be done. So, to be done is to get to heaven. Right reason, i got to order everything in my life to that end. And I need prudence to do that. Using these bifocal glasses, using prudence informed by faith, is what enabled St. Gerard, St. Norbert, and St. Catherine to make the decisions they did. To keep their sense of humor in the right place. They needed bifocals. The result, they laughed and the demon failed. Without those glasses, the opposite happens. We get fearful and angry. And the devil wins. Now how can these bifocal lenses fail? There are many ways this can happen. Faith can fail directly by a denial of a revealed truth or an outright blasphemy. But it can also fail over time by subjecting ourselves to dangerous occasions such as movies, books, and music that attack the faith. Shun these. Throw them away. Prudence can fail by defect or by excess. By defect, when, among other things, we act with too much haste. We don't take counsel. We don't think about things. That's prudence in defect. How about prudence in excess? That's when we're crafty or sly. Or we suffer from excessive worry about the future. Now, let's spend the rest of our time on that. Let's underline that. Excessive worry about the future. This is an an excess of prudence, which is sinful. Anxiety about the future. It is sinful because it goes beyond the limits of right reason, making it imprudent. It is almost always motivated by an inordinate concern for materialities. In other words, we're afraid of losing something. We are fearful. Birth control is an example of this inasmuch as it is 
expresses an over-anxiety for bodily health, for some, career for others, social status, family budget. There are many other examples. Today we have this craze about the environment. We have a craze about bodily health. I'm not saying we shouldn't take care of the environment. I'm not saying we shouldn't take care of our health. But there's a craze today. It's out of control. It's excessive. Think of Herod, King Herod. He had no sense of humor. He had no bifocals. He was afraid of losing his little realm. And he killed all the male children in Bethlehem. The Jewish elders were afraid of losing the temple, the old law, and their standing in Judea. And so they killed the Messiah. The devil loves to fish in troubled waters. Excessive worry about the future causes irrational fears to spring up and the devil can work with fear. He smells it like a dog does. He zones in on it. If you're afraid, he's going to be there. And fear is a terrible motivator. Fallen man is apt to do the dumbest and most terrible things under fear. Look at all the mistakes you made in your life and usually you made them because you're afraid of something. Read the gospel. What does it say? Over and over and over. Be not afraid. Don't be afraid. How do the revolutions in the history of the world, how do they work the best? Through terror. They have to instill terror first. Revolutions never take root where heads are cool, where fear is absent, where people have their bifocals on. Jim Jones He used fear to gather and corral his followers such that eventually he had them drink deadly Kool-Aid that took nearly a thousand lives in Jonestown, Guyana. These were not stupid people. They were fearful people. Jones and his followers had no sense of humor. Oh, how important it is to keep a sense of humor in times like these. These things, these times are pretty dark, aren't they? The moon is not giving her light. The stars are hiding. We are in a deep trough on a wave on the high seas with the ship listing and taking on water. Our country and many of its leaders hmm, seem to be possessed. People are afraid and they're giving in to irrational fears. What is worse, people are turning to places like the internet all the time, to find the answers. The World Wide Web is supplying lots of information and disinformation to stir up more fears for many good souls. We need to put on our bifocals to navigate this sticky web without giving way to all sorts of temptations and disinformation. It's well named a web because, oh, does it weave to deceive. catch unwary souls and misinform them and mislead them. I'm reminded of what St. Anthony Mary Claret, the 19th century missionary, he said about reading newspapers. He says, I prefer to read a chapter from the Holy Bible wherein I know for sure what I read is true. In newspapers, in general, 
one finds only a great deal of lies and useless reading. Now, what does that say? That's newspapers. Imagine the internet. What would he say about that? In any case, there is so much information available today, even good information, that we cannot take it all in. We're overwhelmed. It takes up all our precious time. And if we have so much time to be surfing the web, we're missing something. God has something for you to do in His vineyard. You're not paying attention. You're not going to get paid for looking on that web. Surfing around. What is more, ungodly and fear-driven people are the ones doing most of the communicating. They're the ones writing all those articles. They're not wearing bifocals. These people aren't believers in God. They're not Catholic. Faithful Catholics. These folks inevitably fall into the trap of seeing things where there is very little or nothing. Are cell phones bugged? Are we being tracked? These surely are possible with current technology. And according to some, they've actually happened. But right reason dictates that there are not enough people in our mammoth government to take care of everybody who's got a cell phone. This is absurd. This is irrational. There's a certain megalomania today that makes people think that they're so important that the various government agencies acting as a watchdog and Big Brother are singling them out as special and worthy of so much time and attention. This is not reasonable. But if you get on the internet, you're going to find all kinds of stories I was listened to by the FBI. My cell phone. There are many other examples of similar things. Concentration camps being built. Chemtrails. I'm not saying these things don't exist. I'm not here to tell you that. I'm saying that excessive concern about these things only leads to irrational fears and behavior. And we end up losing our focus on what is unseen and blame the demoniac before us. We can't see the work of hands of God. We get angry. We start blaming the wrong people. We start doing silly things. What is really going on here? Why are certain characters who seem to know everything that's going on behind closed doors and in people's hearts allowed to seek so freely or speak so freely against the government and others? Info wars. Oh, he knows everything. I'll tell you why. He wants to stir up. He's not doing it directly, but he's a minion of the devil. He doesn't realize he's being moved by the devil. This man is not Catholic. They're stirring up irrational fears in people. The devil loves fear, and he wants to heighten fear to bring his revolution to a new level. Listen to an expert on this matter. Saul Alinsky. He trained our president. Listen to this. The first step in community organization is community disorganization. The organizer dedicated to changing the life of a particular community must first rub raw 
the resentments of the people of the community, fan the latent hostilities of many of the people to the point of overt expression. He must search out controversy. People are not concerned enough to act. They must feel so frustrated, so defeated, so lost, so futureless in the prevailing system that they are willing to let go of the past and chance the future. The job of the organizer is to maneuver and bait the establishment so that it will publicly attack him as dangerous, a dangerous enemy. Such a counterattack then puts the organizer on the side of the people. A revolutionary organizer must shake up the prevailing patterns of the people's lives, agitate, create disenchantment and discontent with the current va- values of, uh, in order to produce a passion for change. Does this sound familiar? The communists, the communists are commanded to foment revolution perpetually in order to bring about change. And they welcome these so-called truth-tellers and reporters on the web to help them rub people's differences raw, to get them so afraid to do, and they'll do dumb things. Then they can take advantage of it. In writings of the fathers of the church, especially the Desert Fathers, we find them teaching that two angels are near us at all times. A good angel, whom whom we call our guardian angel, and a demon. So there's always like two angels hanging around us. The demons can use all this information today and disinformation we're being fed and we're feeding ourselves on purpose to agitate and stir up our fears. They can get us to do things. If nothing else, waste a lot of time. We want to blame the government for all this because we've taken off our bifocals. The result, many are losing their sense of humor. They're stockpiling all sorts of stuff as if the world we're living in is all there is. Self-preservation. Why? Because we're afraid of losing our stuff Remember what happened to those who lost their sense of humor like Herod, the Jews, and the heretics. They ended up losing God and all that they tried to save here on earth. We would do much better to take the position of St. Norbert and St. Catherine and let the demon do what God has allowed even to the point of killing us because we are not of this world. But we should do all we can to exercise him from our lives and those of our loved ones in our country. When they did this, St. Catherine, St. Norbert, the demon failed and he was cast out. He couldn't strangle Norbert. He couldn't go into St. Catherine. He failed. That takes a calm soul, a soul filled with God, a soul willing to lose everything in order not to offend God. This cannot happen with souls troubled and caught up in the sticky web of information and misinformation. That is the devil's fishing grounds and he catches many a big fish. Now Lent is on its way. I want you to use your bifocals to make it truly a fruitful Lent. See what it is for, a preparation for a happy death and a resurrection. Prudence is right reason about things to be done and prudence says to make this Lent a quiet one where we research God more than current events. 
if we have a sense of humor, we might even say to ourselves, this might be my last Lent. I want to make it count. Ordering our lives in this way will produce that wonderful sense of humor possessed by the saints that enabled them to cast out demons and laugh. And demons are cast out best by prayer and fasting, not by surfing the web. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.